coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. All right, we got another edition of the uh, fucking pilot's lunatic fringe. Once again, I am in the can, and once again, I've got another victim on the other end of a Skype line. So who the fuck are you, and uh, what do you do? I'm Ray Kubiak, and I'm a tunnel instructor, man. You're a tunnel instructor. <laughs> now, man, you, you are Ray Kubiak, the tunnel instructor. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that only think there's one tunnel instructor, and that's you. Uh, you've been at this uh, shit for a long fucking time. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe it. Really, like the um, few years. I don't know, twenty years, twenty, twenty something years. It's crazy how quick crazy. it gets behind you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I forget how old I am sometimes. Yeah, well, fair enough. So do mm-hmm. I. <laughs> so good. Like forty. Like forty-one or something. Yeah. Oh, hey. No, I feel you. Believe me, I feel you. So, so all those years ago, you decided you were going to go hop in a windy tube, uh, and it. Next thing you know, you're twenty something years looking back at it all. How did it get? How did you get started in it all? Well, I was at a this place called Alamo. Well, I got to back up a little bit if you don't mind. No, please. When I was eight years old, the preschool, like the daycare center, because both of my parents worked that that we that I went to. It's called Little Playmates. They <laughs> brought us to fly away on a field trip. This was early 80s, right? Now, which flyaway was and this? Because there's two of them, right? Flyaway Vegas. Oh, right? Vegas. I li- yeah, I lived in Las Vegas um, pretty much my whole my whole upbringing. Okay, all right. So, born in New York, raised in Vegas. All right. So, wow. did you know that? No, I didn't know you were from New York. I just thought you were a Vegas kid. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Right on. So, I remember sitting there and watching these people fly in the tunnel but the Uh, dude flew right up to my window you know i was the kid in the window and he flew right up to my window and threw me a peace sign and then did a backflip off the wall (laughs) and i was like oh my god like i had sat through the whole presentation you know where they had brought us to the classroom and they showed us a video and they showed us the equipment we didn't get to experience it but then and then they brought us to the gallery, and the gallery was painted with skydivers on it. It was, it was awesome, right? In the eighties, right? And I'm looking in the window there, and the dude gets in the tunnel, and I'm still, I can't figure out what it is, you know. I'm just like, what am I looking at right now? What the heck is? Good? Even though they fully explained what was going to happen, I had no idea. Sure. I'm looking at it. And then the dude gets in the wind, flies up to my window, and I was blown away. Literally. Fast forward <laughs> ten years. Yeah, yeah, literally. Fast forward 10 years, and I'm at this uh, Alamo uh, rehearsal studios with all the bands. And I like to call myself a, like a manager, but I was actually just a roadie. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. I ran. I ran lights. But um, they, uh, I ran into Tony Spataro, and he says, hey, man. I, I said, hey, what are you doing? He said, I, worked at, I work at the indoor skydiving place. And I, I begged him for a job. I said, dude, can you give me a job there? <laughs> he was like, well, actually, we're looking for people. They had a headhunter fee going on right. at the time. If I, last, if I lasted three months, Tony was going to get 200 bucks. <laughs> so I it, didn't it know that. Win, win. Yeah, yeah. So I show up in a pretty much a maroon suit. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> <Aww. 10 to laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in DECA, which is like a an organization of business students, right? In high school, and so I came, I came dressed to nice, dude. Like, oh, I'm ready to do this. <laughs> it's a job interview. It was, yeah, it was, it was more club looking attire. But <laughs> it's what I had, right? So I went with it. And uh, Rob Ogle sat, sat down with him, and the interview got to the part of my part of my uh, my application there that said that I was in DECA. And he saw that he was in DECA. He pretty much hired me on the spot nice. as a cashier. As a cashier. <laughs> well, that's one way to get started. Yeah. And I got, I think it was the very first class I had was taught by, uh, what was that dude's name? Brian? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Brian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brian. And then you brought me in there. So I was the first person to ever take you in the tunnel? Yeah, I think so. Oh, and uh, that went over. That went over gangbusters. Oh man! And I got it. I got it. I got it in like the first ten seconds. You let go of me, and I was out of my head, and and uh, and then everybody knew who I was, and, and I made millions of dollars. It was awesome. Yeah, that's not the way the story goes. Instantly, but uh, <laughs> instantly, but I got in there. I was a train wreck. I came back down, and uh, I told Rob, I was like man, I'd rather be an instructor. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Tony started training me on how to be in Well, the whole tribe, right? Right. And, uh, and, and we went from there. But well, now, so when you showed up, you're, you're like, what are you? Six foot two. <laughs> yeah. I'm six, two, hundred. I was 130 pounds covered in zits. Like, and, and you were just, you were light as a fucking feather and tall as a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, right. and, uh, 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 if I remember correctly, stiff as a fucking board and oh, yeah, dude. I, I don't think I've been worked that hard ever at the tunnel. And it's funny cause, uh, you said you went to the tunnel and did a visit for the first time in the eighties. And the first time that I knew there was such a thing as a wind tunnel, I saw an old TV show called that's incredible, um, that did a segment on this wind tunnel. And I, uh, me and my dad used to watch that show together when I was a kid. And then I moved to Vegas um, a bunch of years later, and they had the grand reopening, and I saw mm-hmm. a pamphlet for it, and the memory, same as you, the memory fucking clicked, and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go try this. And uh, right. uh, Rob Ogle was my first instructor in the wind tunnel, and I flew once, and he gave me the line he probably gives to everybody that doesn't hurt themselves, which is, oh, you're a natural, you should be a skydiver. To which, in the <laughs> suit, I run across the street to the ATM to get more fucking money, and the rest is history. But, That's funny. Uh, yeah, man, I'll never forget flying you in the tunnel that first time. You ha- you put your arms straight back, and you were just tracking like a motherfucker towards the walls. And I was exhausted by the time we finished flying with you. Yeah, dude. You kept you you look at me. You're like you got it. You would say something, <laughs> and I, and I would and I was like okay, 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 like nodding my head. Like, right. But like I didn't even realize I was doing that. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. <laughs> no connection from brain to body it took me man it took me over a month to be able to hover in the middle of that tunnel well now i'll tell you what though that being said because a lot of these people have no idea what the vegas tunnel is about so when they think okay. tunnel they're thinking modern tunnel so tell anybody that doesn't have a fucking clue what the vegas or the pigeon forge flyaway tunnel is like what it was really about okay so i've i've had to 
kind of come to terms with why it was different, you know, early early on when I first started working at iFly, you know, or at a Sky Venture. I was like, why is it so different? And this is what I come to. Vegas, the, obviously, you can fall off the side. So it's a big padded cell, a big padded room with about, I would say, maybe three-foot pads that, that you stand on, right? Three-foot pads from the wall to the towards the center of the tunnel. Then the mesh floor, like all tunnels have for the most part. And then there's a big DC-3 prop at the bottom, and it blows the air. It's the equivalent of a garden hose without a without a, a squeeze on it. Right. 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 It's <laughs> a good way to look at it. Um, where every every ounce of like so, if I were to compare the two tunnels, I would say in a in a in a in that style tunnel, the Vegas tunnel, or the Tennessee tunnel, you're constantly looking for lift, and in the modern tunnels, you have to learn how to use spill. Right? Sure. And for and for that case, I find that the modern tunnels are easier, or, or not easier, but they translate they translate to the sky a little bit better because we're we're constantly spilling. Sure. Right. Right. And get, going up is is fake <laughs> relative to other people. Going up doesn't exist. In the sky. Right. Right. So. So, I always tried to break down the Vegas tunnel, uh, and I, I have very little experience really in the big scheme of things in a modern tunnel, but in the Vegas tunnel, you couldn't, any normal-sized human being had a very difficult time flying in the wind without one of those big baggy balloon suits because you had to have the vents and all this extra surface area just to get enough lift to fly. Uh, whereas, right. of course, in the modern tunnels, you can go in greased up with Vaseline and buck-ass naked and you're going to fly. Right. So it's so, it, that's how I kind of explained it. So I've talked to people who've gone to Vegas. I'm like, did you go to the tunnel? They're like, oh man, I went there, but yeah, it, yeah, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna waste my time on that. <laughs> and I'm like, you, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like, like, do you, like, you gotta, if you're listening to this, and you're anywhere in Vegas or Tennessee, go try it. It doesn't suck. No, like, it's fucking fun. It's it so much fun. Like, like. If you're going to, if you're going to go try to improve your skill set, the only way to use that tunnel to in, improve your skill set um, to the point where like you're free flying and stuff, you got to work there. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, like you're better off spending the money for that at, at, at another time. But if that's the only tunnel you have and you want to learn AFF stuff, like you want to learn how to not spin out of control and like do the thing. By all means, it's not a waste of your money. It's, no. It is a wind tunnel. It yeah. is a valuable tool. And it's awesome. Like I have so much fun in that thing every time I go there. It's and so old school. Thing, <laughs> it's so old school. But like at the same time, like I don't know. There's there's a there's a life in there that is so I'm the struggle that I'm having right now is figuring out this we were making seven bucks, eight bucks, nine bucks an hour, right. whatever it was. Yeah. It took a, it took years and years and years. If you wanted to fly head down, you're on the ten year plan, man. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's just there's still people that work. Tony Spataro still works there. Yeah, he still works at that tunnel. Like, and you know, Dave McMahon and like I have, I still have rooted homies that work at the wind tunnel. Right. Keith Fields has been in the game for a hot minute. Yeah. Rob Ogle owns owns uh, owns the Tennessee tunnel. Yeah, like these guys have been doing it forever. Yet in the modern tunnels where people can figure it out, a year and a half you have 
all of the dynamic progression nailed. You have, you know, you, you, you learn everything so fast and then it's about a three year burnout rate. Like, right. After three years, people are done. Like, you know, it's, it's, and, it's really funny for me, uh, from my end coming as a, as a traditional old tunnel dog and, and flying in the Vegas tunnel primarily. And by the time I, I walked away from the Vegas tunnel and went just to skydiving, I had at least a couple hundred hours flying in that tunnel. Because, uh, right. fuck, dude, we used to turn on the fan at the end of the day when no customers were around and have tunnel wars and fly until you literally could not move. Just right. exhaustion. You'd crumple off the airstream. And so because I had all these hours in the tunnel, I, I've been able to – I've been lucky enough to fly in a, a bunch of the new modern tunnels. And people will assume that because I used to be a tunnel instructor and used to have all these hours in a tunnel that I must be good. And then they get me in the tunnel and go – is did he like hurt himself? Is is this age? Really, is it Alzheimer's or something? Is he that old? He can't. <laughs> what the fuck right, happened to right. this guy? Because it just doesn't translate into what's considered modern tunnel flying. I mean, the Vegas tunnel right. topped out at 120 miles an hour, which is for especially a guy my size, you know, five nine, 195 pounds. That's not a whole lot of air. I had to work for every inch of altitude I got in that tunnel, but. Right. Uh, you go into these modern tunnels and you do one wrong thing and you just slammed into the wall at God knows what kind of speeds. And so it's, it's crazy how drastically different uh, it is. Right. No, it is drastic. So you're like, so, and you, have you, have you sorted yourself out in the, in the modern tunnel yet? <sighs> I mean, okay. I, I can get I in there you. and I can sit fly all day long. And, and uh, I got to the point where I was coming up off the net on my head by myself, but transitions, no, no. But when I finally, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 no, no, I'm, I'm lazy as fuck and I don't spend too much time in the tunnel. So I, I suck, yeah. but I suck for a reason. Yeah. That, 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 uh, horizontal movement isn't, isn't, you know, how far can you slide horizontal when you don't have air? You know, you have an air column, but it <laughs> right. It has an it has an edge. You know, now now the edge is just hard glass, right? Yeah. So, what I did as soon as I could, as soon as as soon as they 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 waved the magic wand and said, "You're a tunnel instructor again now," for the in the modern tunnel, um, I went I went and turned the wind down. <laughs> I, I turned the wind down to stupid low speed, right? And put on a baggy or jumpsuit and got 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 it to where it felt like Vegas. Wow! And then and then just started just started there. So now that's what I did. This has got to be. It, I made it. I made it comfortable for me because I didn't have a coach. You know, I just made it comfortable. Sure. Now that being said, Joe Winters helped out a ton in in back back when we when I first started and Carlos. Um, helped out a ton. I learned. I learned the, the stuff I learned from them, good and bad, was uh, invaluable. So. Well, let me ask. So you went from the Vegas Tunnel, which is by and large now just considered a tourist attraction. It's just for fun, and for the most part, it is. I think you're right. For something like AFF and, and learning the basics, it's great. Uh, but it really is. It, it, if if you're trying to look for a skill set that's going to translate into the modern tunnel, it's not going to happen. Um, but you took the wind speeds, you turned them down to teach yourself uh, in in that way. How cool is it for you now that some of the most amazing flying that's going on is happening at dramatically lower wind speeds than they were just five or six years ago? 
Well, we're uh, we're teaching at the lower wind speeds, right? And uh, it's nice. It's it's kind of puts a little bit more control in our in our hands, you know, to kind of spoon feed people. But all those competitions, they're not they're flying at Mach twelve, right? So, like the 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 Japan tunnel was so fast when we went to the Sakura that I got scared. I was actually scared. It was it was crazy. They turned that thing up all the way. And I was completely standing straight up and down and eat with my arms straight above my head. And just breathing in would make me go up. <laughs> I'm, Dean, Dean, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Like the contraction, like, like, like taking a deep breath in and it was like, it would increase the surface area and I'd go up. Like it was crazy. And I got my feet down on the net and I went to go walk to the door. And I couldn't do it. I, I looked like a student. I was doing like the like the, the, the very minute little shuffle step, like huh, uh, almost there. <laughs> don't don't reach for the door. That's yeah. crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Uh, it's gone to such a whole new level with the tunnel flying and I was lucky enough to be there watching some of the best of the best and the upcoming best. And, and I've mentioned their names a number of times on this podcast and probably it'll come out many, many more, but I'm watching the Wittenberg kids doing shit in the wind tunnel that just, I'm def- a who? the Wittenbergs. The who? Uh, I've never heard of them. Oh dude, I guarantee you've seen their stuff. No one, <laughs> no one Kaylee. Oh look, you smart ass <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sick dad on you. <laughs> hey, you know what? Anytime I can hang out with Mike, I'm down. So I, I'm gonna sick Mike on you. I'm gonna tell him you just dissed his kids. <laughs> yeah, if it, hey, hey, if an ass whoopings what what gets me in their presence, I'll take it. Yeah, man. Well, again, yeah. I've been lucky enough to sit there and, and uh, I've said it before. Uh, it's gotten to the point and. Your flying actually is one of the first times I ever sat down and watched some of your tunnel stuff years and years after we had worked together and was trying to break down what it is you were doing to create these insane dynamic movements that you were doing. And it's gotten so far past my level that I literally can't tell what you've moved to make something happen. That's, I mean, wow. And then the moves have become so subtle now that I don't know what you're doing anymore. It's it's literally like me watching fucking aliens flying around. I just don't, I can't, my brain can't wrap, wrap around it anymore. So All right. how did it get to this point? All right. So, right, let's go to belly flying, right? Sure. If, if you have somebody on their belly and they know that straightening their legs is going to push them towards their head and bending their legs and bending their legs is going to make them go towards their, their, their feet. Right. How how much? So those are the brackets, right? Those yeah. are the wide brackets. Straight legs goes forward, bent legs goes towards your feet. Right? Sure. Just drive back side. How much though does it take before that before the movement bites? Right. Oh, not not so, a whole lot. Yeah. Right. So do I have to move my 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 feet? All do I have to straighten my legs all the way? No, we know that. Do I have to bend them all the way? No. But how much? What? how little movement can you, can you make to, to get that same result? Sure. You know, um, well, I watched like, there's a move you guys do. 
it's during a transition and uh, I see that it's a popular, I don't know if it's, if it's just for style or if it's actually part of the movement, but you're going from a stand up and you're, you're uh, transitioning back onto your head using the entire tunnel. And a lot of people have their legs crossed and I can barely detect like the slightest movement of a foot. And I understand part of it's arching or mm-hmm. de-arching and all that stuff, but uh, even in slow motion, I'm just looking at this going, that's not fucking possible. That's not possible. And it's just, are you, oh, it's are you saying as, as they do the, is it more like an ego move? Like as they're doing the movement, they're, they're, they're going across the tunnel, like crossing each other. No, no, no. Yeah. So they're, they're using the entire tunnel, but they're transitioning from their feet to their head and they got their legs kind of daintily crossed and it looks very casual and everything seems to be in slow motion, but I know I would be a stain on the wall. <laughs> yeah it's um yeah there's yeah it's it's hard to explain <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i had a, a great reality check when i i ended up in the paraclete tunnel with somebody i know you know uh, selwyn facey um, oh, yeah, my boy yeah man so i've known selwyn for years and years and i won't go into the story but if you listen to this selwyn, I'm, I'm i'm really sorry <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I, I'll call you sometime. I'll send you a Christmas card. Sorry, Selwyn. Anyway, he gets me in the tunnel, and uh, um, I'm on a set, and I, he's telling me to transition somehow. I, I don't quite get the signal, but I'm set right. flying, and I think, he's, I think he's telling me he wants me to just go onto my head over backwards. And so, of course, I'm an idiot, so I try it, and I just throw my head backwards and straighten my legs out. And you know exactly what happens. I drive into the right. wall at like fucking Mach 10 just above the camera. So all you see is Selwyn's shocked look thinking that I'm fucking dead. <laughs> so <laughs> He was telling you to go to your back, wasn't he? He was. He was. <laughs> but I thought, he was yeah, te- yeah. I thought he was telling me to go hey, onto my head. Go- He's like patting himself on the back. Like, hey, go to your back. Yeah. You're like, no. Back no. transition in my head? Sure, why not? Yep, no. Yeah. Just fucking threw my balls all the way out there and just got spanked. <laughs> yeah. So, Once uh, these tunnels got to a speed where it was just, like, it, it, it holds your... It, it can sustain all of... Like, you don't really need lift all that much. No. You know? So then it's learning how to spill air. Yeah, to get body. rid of lift. And then, yeah. You ever... Well, you probably haven't. Well, maybe you did when your baby was little, little, but, um, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're walking across the, 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 the kitchen or something. And there's a Lego in the middle of the, the room and you, you go to step on it, how fast your body can negotiate. Like, oh yeah. Like how much, how much, you know, that, that is what the wind feels like to me. Like the bottoms of your feet, like how you can feel the ground and right. kind of shift your weight. So the better you are at flying, the less movement you will show other people because your brackets have gotten so small that like, sure. like it's almost a thought. Well, and logically it makes perfect sense to me. It's just, when I watch it, I just can't wrap my head around what I used to consider tunnel flying. And I know that the instruction as well is absolutely nothing like how you and I used to teach in the Vegas tunnel. I mean, right. you remember our days. Right. We did oh, yeah. some stupid shit. For, for sure. <laughs> how, how did we oh, not yeah. break somebody every day? I don't know. We should have. I think because we, we really, uh, but we, we, we weren't approaching it like willy nilly though. Like we knew people would get hurt, you know, 
the, 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 the injury report file, you know, from a couple of the instructors back then, oh, yeah. um, was crazy. Like, and, uh, I didn't want, I didn't want that. So I think we were doing stupid stuff, trying to figure out how it worked. Right. But no, but knowing that, like the consequences. Right. You, you and I did the same thing all the time, and all of us did. You'd have some first-time flyer that was semi-stable that you just let go halfway up the tunnel, and you just burble them to control them instead of hanging on to them. You right. can't do that anymore. Right. Well, my, I got a pretty strong burble game now, though, but I wouldn't do that now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then we used to have the, t- I mean, you remember these tunnel wars we used to have. Oh, yeah. King I, of the tunnel? I broke my fucking nose doing one of those. I have, I've oh, had God. two shoulder surgeries because I tore a rotator cuff doing a, um, doing a death spiral death with spins. Mary Tortomasi. Those death spins, those death spins were crazy. Oh, we like, used to go fucking ape shit, man. It was, it was hardcore. So to explain to everybody the death spins, so you lay on your back, um, opposite one another and each person you'd grab you'd you'd hug the leg <laughs> the closest leg to you with uh you know and then with the other arm since you had all that fabric you'd create a wing right kind of like modern wing suit right and then you would say one two three and you just throw your wing out and then pretty much the first person who'd let go was going to be the one that stayed in the tunnel oh yeah and the and the other one got flung like crazy oh yeah because you were spinning yeah. like a, you were spinning as fast as the damn DC three propeller. No, yeah, it was it was a. Uh, well, that was the that thing was, about the the old Vegas tunnel too is you'd lay down on the net with the wind off, grab that mm-hmm. leg as tight as you possibly could, wait until you started to lift off the net, and then you'd both put that arm out, and then it was just a, it was like playing Russian roulette. Somebody right. somebody's catching a bullet. <laughs> yeah, and, and I ended up getting one. Oh man, did I get one! But so I went back there a couple of years back and I made this video for my 40th and, uh, and pretty much, you know, Beastie Boys song and do a little moonwalk thing in it. And I had some cool moments, but it's my trash funk style. Like, sure. that's what I like. Sure. And then, uh, I had a clip from Vegas in there of them doing a death spin and just two of the instructors there of the young bucks, man, they just, they just go ballistic especially in a tunnel like vegas when you had to get so creative to do anything different you know you're having to track across that dead air to get to the windows and you kind of have to go balls out to get anything fun and that's and that's that's what's missing i think now like now everything is a little not not that anything's broken i love the direction that we're going but the creativity, you know, I get a lot of people who they'll come, they'll have 20 hours, 30 hours, 50 hours under their belt, and they know how to fly. But I'm like, all right, cool. Show me what you can do. And they want to learn some tricks or something. So I sure. say, hey, get in there and show me what you can do. And they get in there and and, and, and they just stare at me. And I'm like, hey, dude, fly. And they're like, well, but what, what, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, I want you to fly. <laughs> I just want to watch you. And, and they they know how to do moves sure but they know how to take direction but man there's zero there's zero creativity going on up in there i'm like where's your show me you right show me you like so you've learned how to play sheet music but you don't know how to just rip right you know how to pick up the guitar and just like yeah you can't riff like what ah 
well, it's going to be hard to show you tricks then if you can't riff because I need you. All right, here we go. Here's the mechanics. But, and I start breaking stuff down. Um, gangsters have come out of Vegas. So, you know? Sure. Um, Scott Plammer, he loves he loves Vegas Tunnel. You know? um, the, uh, Mike Silva. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever met Mike Silva, but he, he's a, he pretty much, we pretty much shared the same you know, he was in Vegas for a number of years and then went to the, the iFly tunnels, you know, and, and he's been killing the game ever since. Um, yeah, it's, there's definitely, there's definitely some added, like a different creative, creative sure. well, juice, juice that comes from, or if you even look at the old school, like Orlando Flyers, anybody who ever came out of Orlando was a ninja, dude every single one of them were super creative and they were a ninja because the stuff hadn't been discovered yet. Sure. A lot of the moves hadn't been discovered yet. Well, I guess that's one of the reasons I'm in such awe of what's going on in the tunnel now, because I was a tunnel instructor before anybody really knew what we had. Um, And I remember when the first fucking iFly tunnel was going to be coming out and they told you it was going to be wall to wall air with glass walls. And everybody's like, Oh, that's crazy. They're nuts. There's no way that's just going to be too dangerous. There's no way they can do that. And of course now they laugh at us because we had big pads all over our walls and, you know, stand on all that big padding. And, but there's so many differences. I mean, you'll remember, fuck me, dude, doing an instructor's uh, uh, session in summer in Vegas. Do you remember those? Dude, 140 oh, degree. In the tunnel. I remember. I, you had to wear gloves because your fingernails would burn. I remember Tara. I think it was Tara Adams. She threw somebody into the pads and then she jumped into the pad and she goes, ah, like, 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 like she was rubbing her fingers together. And then she looked at her hand. And she came up to the class and was like, and her nail polish had smeared off. Yeah. Like it had heated up so much that she melted her nail polish. It was so like, crazy. I remember, and, for those that have never been to Vegas, the, the way it was set up, at least back in the day, you had the tunnel, and we had a back door out of the tunnel that led down a set of stairs, and directly across from the tunnel was a swimming pool of a motel. Uh, and I don't think anybody, yeah. So I don't know if anybody ever asked permission, but on those summer fucking days, you would run when it was your turn to be an instructor in the tunnel, you'd run across the way, jump fully dressed into the pool, run back into the tunnel. And within fuck, what, maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds of the wind being on, you were bone dry. Right. It was crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Like, oh. so, like socks, socks and shoes dry. Ab- oh, yeah. No, just bone fucking dry. You were literally flying in a big hair dryer. It was the craziest thing. Yeah, and- Keith is uh, – the guys down there have, have put so much money or so much – like they've they've improved it a, like a thousandfold from the, when we were there. One of these days. Like it doesn't get, it doesn't get mega hot. Or it still gets hot. But it doesn't get like it did. Oh, dude. and the air's and the air's faster now. Like it's super fun. Really? See, I'm gonna have to get back yeah. out there one of these days. Because that's yeah. the only that's the only I mean, tunnel I look like I know what I'm doing in. <laughs> right. Well, that's you it. used to blow my mind, man. You were like, you were like Tom Cruise. I mean, you had the bullet <laughs> bike. No, you were, man. Like you had, you had the bullet bike. You had the hair and the muscles and the girls. I was just like this dude, and then you would bomb the net. You know, you and, <laughs> you and Kevin Love be going up and coming down, bombing in that. Like, 
So I want to share a story from those days, if you don't mind. I remember you looked, you looked at me. You go, "What do you do? What do you do? what do you spend your money on?" And I was like, "Uh, he goes, you live at home with your parents?" I said, "Yeah." What do you spend your money on? And I was like, "Uh, nothing really. I think I might have said weed, probably." Or you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then you brought, you're like, "All right, we're going skydiving this weekend." That's like, right. Okay. I was like, okay, and I thought you were full of shit. Like, I thought you were straight full of shit. And then all of a sudden, my mom wakes me up on Saturday. She's like, there's somebody yet. There's a guy here to see you. He says his name's Dean. I was like, oh, my God. So, And I'm not going to tell mom. Like, yeah, he's taking me skydiving. Right. So we go to the Starbucks. We head out to the drop zone, and we do the thing, man. Like, um. And I did a freestyle tee. You did a standing that? fucking tee, yep, on your tandem. Yeah. Man. There's, you know, yeah. I'll tell you what, sitting maybe uh, 30 feet away from me, I've got 75 high eight tapes and about 150 mini DV tapes. And one of those yeah. tapes has that fucking jump on it. Some, right. some I have Someday I'll find it. Propping up my bed because <laughs> it broke. <laughs> I have four kids, so we, we broke the bed. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah, man. We, uh, I have I have one of those metal cases, you know those that we would keep our camera stuff in. And yeah, all our tapes. yeah, the, yeah. I have I have two of those that are plumb full of of the mini DV tapes. Oh man, holding up like 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 that. I prop my bed's propped up on. Well, and the first the one stories the f- that are in those right. If my house if my house was on fire, once my kids were safe, I that I would risk my life to get that right. Like. like <laughs> I, I need those tapes. I already decided, man, uh, as soon as I've got a little bit of extra money sitting to the side that I don't know what to do with, I'm going to go out and find one of the machines that I can use to convert the Hi8 and Mini DVs into to actual digital footage because every fucking skydiving video and so many hours of the stupid shit we used to do in the tunnel are on those tapes, Yeah, which is ridiculous. Oh. A whole hit. You can make a documentary between the two of us. I guarantee oh. it. Oh yeah. So <laughs> as far as like, so you oh, got sorry. started in all of that stuff. Did you ever envision that you'd be looking back on a twenty-year career of you spending time bouncing around in a windy tube? No, I mean part of me, part of me did, but I think I get asked this a lot. Like, what? How can I be a tunnel instructor for so long? Like, I got friends that have gone off to to Dubai or gone off to uh, Red Bull or gone off to, you know, pursue other things. Like, don't you get bored? Like, man, I, I fell into a weird niche. I feel super, super lucky in, in the timing of it all. Like I, I didn't time it. Like I came into the game. There was no other technology. I learned the craft. Then the technology boomed a little bit. Like Arizona opened up, you know. I've, I've been spending my summers in Utah skydiving all summer, and then my winters in Vegas. So I had like two, three years of perfect weather. Yeah, right. I was a snow. I was a snowbird. It was amazing. And then Arizona, the connections I made led me to Arizona. I got. I landed a job there, and then it was pretty much. I'm I'm looking at a field of like nobody really knew how to do the tunnel stuff right on in Arizona. So I was like a big bear in a perfect 
spot in the stream where all the salmon were just jumping in my mouth. <laughs> and I got I got a chance to really like hone in some some teaching. And I, if if I was in the game for my own personal flight gain, I would have petered out 15 years ago. Mm. You know, but and you we've all heard the the instructors that love it they say man i love it when people get it sure like when people when the light bulb comes on that light bulb moment well the light bulb moment yeah i I love that moment but i love figuring people out Mm. like i love it i'm addicted to it dean like it's it it's like they're all rubik's cubes sure right and it's like not so much like how fast can i finish that rubik's cube but like can i finish that rubik's cube can i get it can i figure them out right and what i've noticed is and I want to invent this. So anybody out there, if you want to invent this, go for it. It might already exist. Some people, most people get into the tunnel and imagine if there was a Rubik's Cube where the colors kept switching. Hmm. Right? The, the colors are constantly switching. Right. That's like when they're they're really, they're internal. They're too internal to, to really coach. <laughs> right. And the colors are just switching. You're never going to figure out that a Rubik's Cube. you got to wait. There's too much to critique. They change something every single time. Hell, they're figuring it out maybe a little bit. I call it sucking. Like they're either sucking in the right direction and it's gonna be tough and it's gonna become the thing, or they're sucking in the wrong direction. Right. right? And I, and in this term, like suck is not a negative term for me. Like <laughs> like, it, like you have to fail to succeed. You sure. have to. Like, Especially it, in this. We would, yeah, we would never learn how to walk if we didn't get over like if we fell down, we we're like, I can't figure it out. Yeah. Then then we'd all just be crawling around sure. on our hands. And so um once that a Rubik's Cube stops, like being able to identify the thought process of when that a Rubik's Cube when the colors have stopped and I can go, All right, cool. That's like that's the common denominator in what they have going on. Mm-hmm. And now they're in the, they're in a headspace where they can listen. Then I can go, hey dude, ba 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 ba, and hand them back the Rubik's cube, and they're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> and I feel like my goal, my goal isn't, my goal is to get them to a spot where they can weigh cause and effect for themselves, and now they know why it's happening, mm. right? And so they they can stay in control the entire time. Try to get like playing stupid little nerdy games like changing the rhetoric, sure. like like saying uh. Yeah, don't. Yeah, hey, bail to your back. No, don't bail. Bailing's giving up. Fly right. to your back. You know, just a little word play, um, or another one, forward and backward. Like if, if you're teaching somebody how to fly on their back, if you if you use the terms forward and backwards, it seems super confusing. Which way's forwards? Which way's backwards? It's weird. Right. If I'm on my belly, if you're on your belly, and I say forwards and backwards, it's not confusing at all. Sure. For, forwards is towards your head and backwards is towards your feet. I found that just by switching that one that one sentence and getting somebody on their back and say, hey, think about your belly and go towards your feet. They bend their legs and they straighten out their arms. How cool is perfect. that? Now, go towards your head. Yeah, it, it, That's the stuff that's kept me in. The, even to this day, like just talking with other people that love it like I do. Steve Curtis, I'll nerd out with him. Sure. Like me and him will nerd out. I Jay Vandal started working at at my tunnel and we're uh which is I fly Virginia Beach, best wind tunnel in the United States, by the way. Um a little stuff with <laughs> hey, dude, get it. Um, get it. <laughs> yeah. Jay me and Jay and I will geek out just on terminal like 
on just how to ex- like, hey man, I've been saying this. And after 20 years of doing this, that doesn't get old, man. No, like, no. I, I, I love that part. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because it's the same thing in regard to, to skydiving for me. Because if I look back at, at all the jumps that I've done and all the students that I've had, the ones that I remember are the ones that, that uh, I had to come up with a new way of thinking in order to help that student. And I had one in particular uh, that just he, he was in skydiving for all the right reasons, but he was having such a hard time. And, and it's um, no wind tunnel for us. And it was the classic can't stop turning to the right. Just can't right. figure it out. You know, he's just mentally blocked and I can see it and I'm explaining it. But no matter what we do, I release him. He starts turning uh, or I ask him to do a turn and he can't stop it. And he's ready to give up. And he comes to me after, after a, a jump and he's like, you know, fuck, I just don't think I can do this anymore. You know, I've wasted a lot of money and I just, I don't feel like I'm going to get there. And so I told him, I'm like, do me a favor, do one more jump with me. If you still feel the same way after this jump, walk away from it with your head held high. He's like, all right. So we come time for the briefing of the jump and I tell him, all right, the dive that we've been doing is you go out, you you check your altimeter, you check your handles. I come around in front of you. You're supposed to turn left and turn right. Forget all of that. We're going to jump out of the airplane. You're going to check your altimeter. I'm going to fly around in front of you. And all you're going to do is smile at me. He's like, what? Nice. All you're going to do is just grin at me. I'm going to grin at you. You grin right back to me. And he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, all right. And so we jump out of the airplane yeah. and and, uh, um, of course I end up getting around in front of him and he's not smiling at all. Of course, he's just fucking panicked. Right. Uh, and I give right. him a big ass fucking goofy grin and he doesn't grin. So I fly up to him and I slap him just nice and light and playful and he smiles Yeah. and I smile and he smiles and I smile and he smiles. The whole dive goes by that way. Parachutes open up, he lands and, and he's like, you know something, even though we didn't do any of the turns and I don't know if I'm going to keep jumping. That was great. That was so much fun. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, let's go check the video real quick. And of course, what he right. didn't know at the time and what he found out with the video is, well, I was slapping him and smiling. I was also turning around him and he was staying right, right on heading with me the whole time. We watched the video through the first time and he doesn't notice it. And I'm like, watch it one more time. And, but this time, watch the horizon. And you should have seen. And you know, he's like, holy uh, shit. Oh, my God. I was turning. And I'm like, there you go. Now, you know, you can do it. Let's go fucking skydive. And now the guy's got, right. I don't know how many thousands of skydives and talk about a yeah. wonderful moment. Not for him. I'm, I'm happy for him, but that was one of my best moments. Just watching him have this amazing time. And, you know, I'm sure you get the same thing. I get to walk away, pat myself on the back going, I, I did that. How cool is that? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like they, I, I get asked like, Hey, do you compete? And I recently started competing because I wanted to, um, not just kind of for me, just to go and compete, not to win, because that's because when impossible. they coined the term, <laughs> when they coined the term ninja, they coined it about you. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. It, it's the timing, right? Like, timing. yeah, yeah. I think if, I think I honestly think that if you were to take me out of the equation altogether, shit wouldn't have been different. Like. It, it wouldn't have been different. People would have figured it out. Nah, I don't, I don't agree with that, man. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that don't know who the fuck I am. And there's a lot of people that don't know who the fuck you are, but there, the people that know who you are, know what a pioneer in modern tunnel flying you've been. That's no joke. And I use it as, 
I'm a nerd. <laughs> you're a nerd, but you're a fucking ninja nerd. And I use it I'm as a huge. Ninja nerd. You're a ninja nerd. I use it as huge bragging yeah. rights. Do you have any idea how many times I've told people that I was Ray Kubiak's fucking tunnel instructor? <laughs> That's bragging rights for fucking life. It doesn't matter that I suck in the tunnel. I taught you how to fly in the tunnel, man. That is serious bragging rights because you were like the ninja. Everybody knew who Ray Kubiak was. Yeah, maybe not nah. so much now because you're old and fucking crusty, but... I mean, seriously. See, that's that's the thing. Like, I feel I, I don't feel like so. That's what I like about what I'm. I still fly every single day. Sure. I love not being like in the in the like. I'm in the service industry. That's what I do. Right. I I like serving our community. Like, I like saving people money. This shit's expensive. Sure. Like, I love my skill set. I love it. I love teaching. Like anybody who hires me, like I'm so thankful. Like, I'm so thankful to be their their coach, whatever. But what you did, you weren't my first tunnel instructor. You were the guy that made me fall in love with this stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, like so that, your bragging rights shouldn't be that you brought me in the tunnel. It should be like, you. I didn't even believe in myself when I started doing this stuff. Like, I remember one time you looked, I did, I did like a flip or something. You said something, you were like, you you made me believe that I could be great at it. Wow, you t- and up until that point in my life, like I'd never played sports. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. I was reclusive, nerdy, like covered in zits, 130 pounds, like like six foot two, dangly and goofy as all hell. Right. And you are this twenty eight-year-old pimp of a man like pimp like you have you have women buying you stuff i'm like women are buying you stuff like like you you have a motorcycle and like tattoos and muscles and like you and you skydive crazy to me like it was crazy to me and like and you didn't look down on me you like lifted me up and i couldn't believe that like, That's because there was so, no doubt you were going to be a badass. Yeah, I, and I, and I and you're an asshole, like like we all are. Oh yeah. And and you know not to sit here and 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 blow smoke, but I honestly don't think I would have. I think I would have gave up. No, oh, I don't know about that, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I, I, I think I think I, think I would have. Like, had you not got me over that first hump, like the first gain I felt was the spark that lit a crazy fire under me and I wanted to be the best. So then I go through that whole period of wanting to be the best. Sure. And then, and then got smacked down with diabetes. Like, yeah, actually I want to talk about that. Cause that was, that was yeah. a big part of, of the problems that you were having when you and I met and you didn't know it at the time you weren't diagnosed. I didn't know it. I but wasn't it, diagnosed, but I had mad, weird, like, Mood swings, like weird shit going on, man. So in retrospect, all the time, a lot of the shit that you were dealing with um, was the diabetes that was just undiagnosed. I mean, that's that's pretty hardcore. That 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 changed your life, but it did it kind of uh, in a positive way for you. For sure. How crazy is that? It it is crazy. Like I tell, I say it all the time. I'm, I wouldn't. Now, would it be great to not be a diabetic? For sure, right? And it does the mortality thing, though. 
Oh, yeah, dying. Um, the thought of that sucks. Yeah, like when I'm walking around the grocery store, like I can look at food and 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 feel the benefit, the gain or the or the or the negative. You know, I don't need I don't need the war on sugar or the war on gluten or the war on this or the war on that to like make help me make my decisions on whether or not, you know, I'm going to eat a handful of M&Ms or or a handful of almonds. Sure. You know, like I could feel it instantly. So I'm like, OK, whether or not I'm going to eat McDonald's or sushi. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now so, um, you go through all of this and, and I think you, you found out you were diabetic a couple of years after you and I had become friends and were working together. Uh, and, and, but it made such a positive change when you were able to start treating it almost right away that, uh, um, I remember when you told me you were diagnosed with diabetes, it was almost with pride because you were doing so much better. It kind of gave me a reason. Yeah. You put a fucking, you, you, you gave it a name. Right. Fly bad, baby. Now. Has it has it held you back in anything, or has it just been something that you were able to overcome, and it gave you that that extra kind of kick in the ass? Well, I did go through a depression when when I first. It was hard to get a hold of, you know, like a, a, a handle on, and um, it took years to figure out a couple things, and one of them was that even if I do it perfect. Even if I'm doing everything perfect, the slightest cold or flu, and I'm done. Like, 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 like the number the numbers can kind of go like I'm not done, but I mean the the slightest little thing, my numbers, my blood sugar can go really high or really low sure. or like whatever. But I've been super fortunate that I don't my blood sugar can my blood sugar can get really low, and I don't. I've never convulsed or had a seizure sure. or, or any of that, any of that complications. And again, with timing, like I became diabetic right when the technology was booming. Like, like I, I never had to use crappy insulin. I've had like synthetic, perfect insulin. The only thing that sucks is that it's gone up 300% in the last 10 years. Oh like, yeah. 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 We can have that conversation, but, but I don't, I think uh, a lot of people will turn the podcast off if we go. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not going there. No, but no. Anyway, the, um, the, the positives that I've found from being diabetic is, um, not being complacent with the food that I eat. Sure. Is, it, you know, just being mindful of it. And after a while, it's just a lifestyle. Like, I find it a huge compliment when people say, you eat healthy. And I'm like, I didn't even notice. Because I don't. Like, I don't notice that I eat healthy. Like, I'm not going out of my way to hunt down healthy food. It finds me. Like, I I can find something. I can find the healthier option anywhere. I go to 7-Eleven and just look and, and, you know, if they have fruit, I get fruit. Cool. Instead, instead of a Snickers. You know? So, and you know what? Sometimes, if I want a Snickers, I'm going to have a Snickers. It's no big deal because I can I te- I test my blood regularly and and I adjust it accordingly. Sure. Right? Now, so say we got somebody that's that's not a jumper, hasn't flown in the tunnel uh, right now, is listening to the podcast, and and they they're suffering from diabetes and and uh, they're down on themselves and shit. Uh, 
what do you say to them? Is this, is this something to try and shoot for to, to try and, you know, go learn how to fly in a tunnel or go skydive or, or even just go for a walk around the block? I mean, it's, it's, there's gotta be, uh, what, uh, what good information can you give to them? The good information I think I, I can share with them is, and I, and I, I share this with everybody. Actually, the only advice I'd ever, I, I drink more water, <laughs> drink more water, drink more water. Like that is probably the best advice I can give anybody. And knowing with diabetes, the mental side of that is a uh, it it's it is a shit disease, and and you can't you're never gonna get it perfect. So it, it's never gonna be perfect. When I first started going to the doctor, they made me think that if my blood sugar wasn't in between eighty and one twenty, that I was gonna be blind and and impotent. You know, it's like. God dang, bro. <laughs> like, leading cause of stroke, leading cause of amputation, leading cause of blindness, leading cause of uh, heart, like, uh, what? There's, there's there's a lot of complications that come with it, and it's just, it's stressful. And, sure. And it's easy to just be like, I'm having a bum day, you know? It And still today, like, it's easy for me to fall into that victimology, and it's like, I'm not living with diabetes, I'm thriving with it. <laughs> like, like, I... My, my my BMI has stayed pretty consistent. You know, I'm a skinny dude. Um, my job has been has been has been awesome. Well, do That's, you get a more physical uh, job? I mean, shit. I don't think so. Like, I constantly moving, constantly exercising. Um, I remember they plugged me into one of those heart monitors. I was about to go get a procedure done uh, for not for complications or anything, just a, just a follow up. And the lady looked at me. She was like, "Are you an athlete?" I was like, <laughs> "No," <laughs> because back then we didn't consider ourselves athletes. Sure. Like, no. She's like, "Your resting heart rate is amazing." I was like, "Huh?" Like I didn't know what she meant. You know? Right. Like, I'm right. Just kind of chilling. Like, like uh, I like the you know blood work. That's another thing. Is uh, you're feeling weird? Go get your blood work done. Go sure. Down. Don't tell, don't tell a doctor anything. Just get your blood work done. Take a blood panel. You tell me what the blood says. That's my other advice. Don't give the doctor more information because, <laughs> because they, they, they come to conclusions before they've done, you know, not all of them. You get good doctors that are going to look at the evidence, but yeah. you got to look at the evidence. What does the evidence tell you? Like, so. So with but all that. Not, di- diabetes isn't the end of the world. You can still live. You can still live to be old and miserable like everybody else. And a badass like, and a badass ninja. And a badass ninja. Which like is you can still do, cool shit. So do the thing. If we if we go back to, to where you've managed to get yourself now, you you've you're looking back at a twenty plus year career uh in the tunnel, which is has changed dramatically since you and I started and, and uh uh got all your ninja skills and shit. You're competing again now, but you're a family man too. Yeah. I have so, four kids. And a bloodhound and a cat and a wife. Fuck me. Four <laughs> kids. Jesus Christ, man. <clears throat> it you didn't know, make you impotent. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the one concern that I had with the diabetes is that it was genetic. You know, I don't I don't want to pass that marker on to my children, but sure. nobody else in my family's diabetic. Like so um my mom my mom's had had some stuff, but it's not the same, like, like it's not type one stuff. So 
Wow. And I have my suspicions of how it happened, but um, but I don't know if it's true, so I'm not going to share that. It's just oh, my fair own enough. Opinion. Fair enough. So yeah. you, you got the wife. You have four kids. Yeah, and, and you're flying, doing, still doing the ninja stuff and training in the tunnel. When do you fucking sleep? <laughs> you don't do every you? night. No. Nah, sometimes I sometimes I have a hard time turning off the brain. What are the kids' but ages? I have Cole, twelve. Rowan, he's ten. Those are my boys, and then my my twin girls, Ava and Adeline, are eight years old. <laughs> oh my god, dude! That is, it's something. Oh yeah. man, that's intense. Now, all right, let me ask because um, Dad doesn't have a normal lifestyle, and that you have a very non traditional job. And I don't know because I'm not part of the tunnel community. I'm I'm very much part of the skydiving community. Always have been. And yes, right. they absolutely engage each other and they absolutely crisscross. But tunnel has become its own standalone sport. There are tunnel flyers, badass, fucking amazing tunnel flyers that have never seen the bottom half of a parachute. Um, no. So is the community, is the the um, the tunnel community, the tunnel competitors and instructors, is it like skydiving? Because you know both sports. No, it's really not. Like. There's similarities, but um, to compete in skydiving, there, there's it reminds me of the old flyaway days, man. Where like you need, I'm not saying that they're not committed. Obviously, at the world level, they're so committed, right? But yeah. like, like in 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 the sky, it takes like before you're competing, like you probably got a few years under your belt, you know? Sure. And in the tunnel, in the tunnel, um, right now it's a bit elitist, where <laughs> where uh, it's just a bunch of tunnel instructors for the most part. I don't want to de- bash it in any way. No, the talent's still there. It's it's, it's a grow it's a growing thing, and the dedication's still there. And in order to be fast and like accurate and and doing the thing, it's neat to see the development. Um. But where it where it cha- where it gets different is the youth. Yeah. Right? Again, I'll where go back to the Wittenbergs, totally, man. It, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and it opens up a whole other a whole other chapter of like we have soccer moms, you know, we have tunnel tunnel moms. Yeah, you know? and it's and it's awesome. Well, right? I'm I'm watching so, these competitions and it's so many young people that clearly mom and dad must have been paying for this tunnel time because they're badasses and they sure as shit aren't paying for that tunnel time on their own. Right. So it's got to be the tunnel moms and dads and, and what a but what a cool yeah. thing to get your kid into. Right, right. Yeah, but so where I think that the sport needs kind of we need to kind of shift gears a little bit. We need to we haven't developed. We're underdeveloped right now, where we we've developed a ton in the last, especially in the last ten years, the last three years, last five years. And, and, and we we've sharpened the tip of that spear. Like we have a sport, we have an activity. It's judgeable, it's explainable. Like we we know how to explain it, we know how to judge it, we know how to present it. Right. Um we need to develop the youth side of it now. Sure. Right. We need to develop like, like the, I don't want to say dumb it down, but we do definitely need to focus energies on that mom that isn't wealthy, you know, and she's putting her, her kids in karate 
and cheer and and you know all these other activities and she wants to and, and the kid wants to fly so sure consolidating all of that into this thing and then the kid gets into freestyle which is like because that's where the progression kind of leads them or her and that to fly dynamic at at this stage in their in their in their upbringing um as far as not their age but their ability to fly they're not going to get in there and be able to rip lines like it's just not going to happen for a while so they kind of venture off into the freestyle world which you couldn't ask for a more extensive tunnel hour right a single person flying on tunnel time is the most expensive tunnel hour. no matter how cheap we make it it's still expensive sure right so i'm really wanting to help develop the youth program with everybody in the world all, all the tunnel instructors interested out there hearing this like reach out like let's build this thing like a, a program that has you know kids flying together earlier well do then, you do you think now too as the the technology improves obviously uh, in a perfect world the technology improves and the cost drops because the expenses for running the tunnel are lower because they're more efficient tunnels but also the tunnels are getting fucking bigger and bigger and bigger. So do you reach out and you have uh, um, multiple kids that are able to learn at least the basics in the tunnel at the same time instead of it just dedicated to, you know, this massive tunnel to just one or two people and you're able to at least teach on a broader scale? I'm guessing you're thinking along those lines, yeah? Yeah, the technology, like, like I think, I feel like if, if I'm waiting for the technology to come around to the need, um, we're, 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 we're 10 years from now. Sure. Yeah. You're a bit right? behind the curve. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if we could get like using, using the student body position, belly to earth and, you know, and this isn't a concept that I'm making up right now. This is, we've been talking about this for a couple of years now, like creating belly dynamic, you know, and everybody, a lot of people have been messing around flying on their belly and teaching the dynamic lines or the dynamic patterns mm, like on their bellies from, from, from that platform and from very early stages, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, they're flying and they're learning how to fly and pay attention. That's fucking Peter Pan people. stuff, man. That's just amazing. Yeah. They're flying and they're paying attention to the other people that they're flying with, you know? And now we get two of them in there. We get three of them. We get four of them in there. If Johnny, Susie, Megan and, and, and Kelly are all chipping in five minutes and they're flying together. Well, they all get to fly for 20 minutes for the cost of five. Sure. That's the way we get the price. Then, so we, we increase the numbers and build and help build the foundation because the foundation right now is, is non-existent really. Like there's some youth leagues that are killing it. And then, but for the most part, like, we started growing that, and now, and now we'll see a sport start to develop. Sure, sure. I, well, I completely agree, and and I think that there's. It's not even a, a matter of whether or not there is a future in it. There absolutely is. It's just kind of how it right. develops, and it's the guys like you that are pushing for something like this that makes it accessible to so many more people. Um, because right now it's not accessible to that many people. It really isn't. No, uh, and, I agree. And uh, by the way, for those that uh, that don't know a lot about the tunnel stuff, I know that we've talked about a lot of technical stuff. Um, because we've talked a lot about a technicals about the technical stuff. If there are people that want to know more about what we're talking about, what's good resources for them to research 
to uh, uh, hop on YouTube and what are they what what are keywords they're going to want to be typing in to see the kind of things that you're talking about? Where do they want to be researching what kind of tunnels they should be going to? If they're a soccer mom that wants to turn tunnel mom, or if it's an 11 year old kid that just happened to listen to this and and didn't pay attention to all my foul language <laughs> and is, you know, is chomping at the bit to go fly in the tunnel. Now, what, what are places that they can go to find out about this stuff? You know, tunnelflight.com. They have their, then you have a, a indoor skydiving source. I think ISS maybe Vince Arnone's uh, Vince. Sorry if I just butchered that, um, <laughs> but he's got, um, that's probably the number one source for, for information um you type in anything with the catch rate like wind tunnel flying or indoor skydiving you'll come you'll find his 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 page and uh and it, it will show you every tunnel in the united or every tunnel in the world and then and every manufacturer and then location like or, or you know coaches or or activity or how many tunnels and are just there typing now? In, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I once I know, like it's the number changes every time. I, time. Every time I think I've got a handle on it, there's there's another tunnel's been opened here or there or the other thing. I actually had a conversation with a, a tunnel flyer by the name of Lori Lubby, uh, who has got a shot at going for the the French national team. And when she said French national team, I showed my age because I was thinking skydiving, and she said no tunnel oh fuck like there's oh okay i am that old all right um so there's a french national tunnel team as well but the french have kind of been cutting edge in in air sports like since the beginnings of skydiving so i don't know why i was shocked that they would have a national team but the u.s doesn't have anything like that do they no um well usis which the United States indoor skydiving. But is it sponsored is, uh, by the government or this is still private? No, 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 That's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Like, these yeah, motherfuckers. The French, the, the French Federation, like, and, but yeah, it's crazy. Like, fucking American, uh, any, anybody that's in the fucking United States government, this is some cool shit. Like, loosen up the purse strings, fuck the wall, build a tunnel. Build <laughs> <Kill> the- <laughs> Build a fucking big tunnel and come on, man. It just, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Fucking come on. Sponsor our kids. This is the future here. This is the shit that people are going to want to be watching. Nobody wants to watch some of the shit that's going on now. Fuck me. People, they slide stones on ice with brooms and that's an Olympic sport. You know, what's crazy about that though is I got sucked into watching that one day and I couldn't (laughs) stop watching it. Once I knew the... Once I gain, once I knew the rules, like I, not only that, man, I had a team. Like I was like, come on, you are, ah, you are a fucking ah. nerd. Yeah, yeah. Once I knew the rules, I was getting behind it, man. I was like, oh, oh man, now do you, do you see fun. do you see tunnel competitions going the Olympic route? Nah, I don't know. That that whole conversation is um. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I don't want to, uh, and I would never want to stand in the way. I would. I would like to help it make it there. Sure. For sure. Um, but it currently didn't make the cut for 2024. So. So it's still it, out uh, Yeah. So they they surfing, break dancing. Um, Wait, break dancing is an Olympic event. Rock climbing. Well, think about it. I mean, it's super super artistic. It's judgeable. They have moves. You know. 
it's uh I, don't get me wrong. It, I, I watch the breakdancing stuff, and I think it's, it's absolutely it's 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 a lot like tunnel flying in that it's it's almost otherworldly how talented it is. But yeah, why not? Like I think I think I'm looking at it more along the lines of gymnastics. You know, where you had the pommel horse, and you have the you have the flip twists, and you have all this stuff, and and ice skating. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I've I've spun like on my head before, but it usually involved either a shitload of alcohol or drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's certainly. Alcohol. <laughs> it wasn't intentional. <laughs> Alcohol and a paper plate, boy. Right, right. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm totally in at this point. Wow. All right. So uh, yeah. I, I also saw not that uh, long ago something about there. They've incorporated a stage show with a tunnel, and yeah, I I remember, and you were probably around for some of those conversations when me and my old Scarsev partner Mary Tortomasi. Uh, who we've already talked about, um, we're talking about approaching one of the casinos to try and build a tunnel to be in like one of the Cirque Cirque shows. Yeah. So we were talking about trying to get in with Cirque du Soleil, but the problem was they didn't have the technology quite right. They didn't have the glass tunnels like they do now. Uh, It was literally, it would have been putting a DC-3 propeller in the fucking floor of a stage. And it would have been... they they're doing that they're they've pretty much done just that dean like wow, that's, really it's not it's not yeah it's not a glass tunnel it's the the peter pan show is amazing like you can try to google it like it try to wa- watch some of the stunts they're doing it's amazing erodium i think that's one of the like erodium still around and and they are killing the game dude like like as far as that like outdoor open air concept like well, and they're um, bringing it to the forefront of people's um, attention. You know, I mean, yeah. let's face it, people got a pretty short attention span now, so you need some Peter right. Pan shit to grab them. Right. It's it's cool. It's the whole scene is cool. There's like cargo net and a platform real high, and it's like on a ship. You know, oh, so the awesome. tunnel, and, and they're like flying around, like, and then Peter Pan's fighting Hook, and they're like. Like they're they're flying and kicking each other and like doing big layouts and flips and this and it's so the it's sh- pretty the shit that we used to do in the Vegas tunnel accidentally when we were having our tunnel it, it's wars it's exact it's exactly what we visioned <laughs> for sure that is so it, awesome yeah a buddy of mine Bass dressed and like he he was a I went to Belgium and he was talking about it he he had. He had, like, I guess he was, I don't know if he's still involved with the project, but he was one of the first ones involved in the Peter Pan project. Like, and uh, it's a Cirque du Soleil style play, and it involves wind tunnel. And, That's epic. And it's, yeah, super cool. And wow. Then, Especially yeah. something that we've been into for so long and so many years. And it's led it's, I, you and myself and so many people that we know in so many different directions. But there still seems to be this connection to it, even from way back when. I mean, I, I give credit to a lot of different people for my progression in the sport, whether it be uh, in the tunnel or or uh, skydiving or flying or anything like that. But uh, when it comes down to it, the first guy ever to fucking take me into a tunnel, let me fly and, and give me a little encouragement was Robert Ogle, who is the owner of the Flyway Pigeon Forge. So if you're anywhere near Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, get your ass to that fucking tunnel until Robert Dean sent you and uh, you want a discount. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to yeah, give you one. He's going to charge your ass double. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I Rob mean, is the, if I'm the ninja, Rob is the grandmaster. Dude. Right? He's like, yeah, he's the wizard, bro. Like, 
Like that's what Tony Spataro when you call him the wizard. Like he's he's like the wizard. He was closeted, he, man. I didn't see that motherfucker fly until I'd been working there for forever. And then he hops in the tunnel, rips off all these badass moves, and then get out. It's okay, just keep flying, have fun. Yeah. He uh he uh, that's another dude where he 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 loves teach like when he would take a class, he would use the least amount of energy and get the most accomplished. Oh so, yeah. Like, well, he would just get in there and he's, be like, pop up. He's the Looney Tunes tortoise, man. Oh yeah, yeah. He's totally the Looney Tunes tortoise. He's just super chill and gets shit done, but he he does everything the right way. And he's, he's, he makes you really at ease. And of course, then there's me who's about as fucking high strung as you can get. And, and, uh, how the hell I ended up working there for as long as I did, I'll never know. <laughs> so, so I'm, tell me, I'm like, we, we, we got a 40 something year old Ray, um, looking back on 20 years of tunnel flying. Where's, uh, where's 50 year old Ray? Where's 60 year old Ray? What, what comes next? You know, it's, it's an interesting question. At this point in my life, no one had to set goals. You think I'd know, but, <laughs> no. um, yeah, the, um, man, it would be neat to be in a position like where Rob or Keith are at, you know, where. I I have my own spot running your own show. Mine, that is my show. You know, like that would be, that'd be awesome. That being said, I don't want to scare the people that I work for. (laughs) (laughs) All right, like I'm a I'm I'm not going anywhere. But well, these I mean these tunnels nowadays to build a damn tunnel and get it started, you're not talking uh, about a small amount. We're talking millions. Oh yeah, yeah, big old chunk. A chunk of change, and then the, the and then the electric bill to run that fucking fan. Yeah, man, can, oh man, right. So, how about the kids? Do the kids fly? They, you know, what's funny is they don't as much as you think they would. You know, two of them, two of them enjoy it, and two of them don't. Well, and, that's what dad does, though, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, man, it's what dad had a passion for. Your passion just happens to be much cooler, of course, but. It's not, it's so hard to not look at like Mike Wittenberg and think, damn, how, you know what I mean? Like his kids are like getting after that. Like, right. You're a little like, jealous, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not going to lie. And then, yeah, I, I'm talking to, to Wittenberg because I'm going to have Mike and the whole family on. Everybody's going to come talk to me and make me feel just horrible about how little talent I truly have. And uh, uh, he sent me a message saying, don't worry, man, we're going to have a great conversation. This is going to be great. By the way, Noah just learned how to do a barrel roll. And then I see the clip of Noah paraskiing and ripping these sick fucking barrel rolls down a mountain in Switzerland. Crazy. I mean, come on. How? Yeah. How, come on. Who? That's just the an- most badass life. Mike, if you're listening. Yeah, we're a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. They're, I, they're aliens. I, oh, absolutely, aliens. Now, and I'm sure you'll say the same thing. I wouldn't trade my daughter for the world. My daughter's getting ready to go to law school. She's a total fucking badass, and she didn't follow in my footsteps, thank fuck. But part of me is like, Noah's just did a barrel roll flying down a mountain in Switzerland. What the fuck? <laughs> right. So yeah. part, so parting words from Mr. Ray Kubiak, the, the fucking tunnel ninja who, at least in my personal opinion, has shaped modern tunnel flying and changed the face of tunnel flying forever and human flight forever. 
what's your advice to to everybody for anything, whether it be tunnel flying or skydiving? You know, what are your takeaways from the last twenty something years? What should people be doing? Slow down. It's a big question, but slow down. Enjoy the process. Um, understand that there is no mountaintop, and and you know, I'll be happy when I can fly on my head, or I'd be happy when I can. You know, when, when I'm flying that 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 Petra or that Valkyrie, you know, and swoop in the pond, I'll be happy when I can fly that plane. I can be, I'll be, be happy now, and uh, and enjoy the process and understand that it's a process and failure is a part of the process. And um, don't celebrate your victories as 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 hard as you want. You Ooh, know, that's understand a hard that. one. It, it, yeah, it's news. It's just news, man. Like it's best. The best thing I've heard in the last couple of years is the term "it's just news." Like, just you, you get you get good news, you get bad news. You know, it's it's just news, man. Like, sure. This too shall this too shall pass. Like, just enjoy the process and um, know it. Know that um, sometimes it takes ten years to become an overnight success. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. That's fucking good. Right. So now tell me. Uh, such a hurry to make it happen now. Of course. Like, well, well, fuck, it's, it's everything. You, to, you, got to, you have the rest of your life to live. What are you going to do for the rest of it if you figure this out? It's instant gratification. <laughs> More than any other time yeah. in our lives, it is instant gratification. You put something on fucking Instagram or Facebook or YouTube and, and you wait to see how many likes you've gotten. It just takes the joy out of everything. I just... Stop. Ah, uh, yeah. Stop lying. Stop lying to everybody. Right? Right? <laughs> this fake fucking happy pictures, and you're not happy, and that's not the first picture you took. It's the 18th, and it's got 32 fucking right. filters on it. Stop that shit, man. Yeah, no. We yeah. all we all wake up with bags under our eyes, and we look like shit, and, and shit doesn't always go right. And then and then the, it's the, when it goes bad, that's when it's badass that makes it so much better. Right. Because then when so, it, oh, man, when you finally get it right after every time that it went wrong, it's just so sweet. You don't even really want to well, celebrate. You just want to savor it. Right. Well, it's like flying a parachute, right? Like, I don't have a lot of jumps, you know, around 3,000 or so. But I I got decent at flying a parachute, but I was never good at it. Mm. I loved every second of it, and I miss it every single day. Sure. Like, you know, like flying parachutes fuck but oh, yeah for the student that's like i want to downsize my canopy because i've stood up every one of my landings i'm like that's great how many times have you landed off the airport how many times have you landed downwind or crosswind right cool how many times have you plf like like can you crash your parachute safely yeah how many times have you can wiped you, the fuck out how many times have you wiped out like can you wipe out and not be broke like maybe figure that out before you go downsizing because the last thing you want to do is end up in the dismal swamp on a seventy nine. Sure. Like in your first off off DZ landing. Sure. Like, you know? Do you not know see power line? Like do you know what they look like? Sure. Like, you know? It's... Between between the corn and the beans, which is the better option? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll you take... gotta choose I'll, I'll take, take the, the beans. corn all day. You take the corn. I'll take the I'll beans. Take the corn. Ooh. Uh, the beans have got those spikes. Some of them. Some of them, but the Magic. corn, you hit the wrong level and fuck me, man. Oh, geez. I guess what I'm saying is it's experience, right? Like you, 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 you know, you know, it's the 
two engine out argument. <laughs> right, right. I'll tell you what, I just noticed something as as we're getting all the way to the end of this, that I've been cussing up a storm and you clearly have been a dad day to day for quite a while because I haven't heard you say a single foul word yet. I say shit. That's not, I is, is that a bad word anymore? Nah, nah, I don't think so. Just, just but, um, say it once. I Come love, on. I, I love the F word. Say it, say it once. Just once. Why, 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 why the fuck would I do that? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. So, because yes, I, f- yeah. I found out as I try and promote all the shit that I've done over the bunch of years that nobody lets me promote anything, and I can't fucking pay for ads on anything because I'm the fucking pilot. That's it, funny. And, well, and anybody that knows me knows that there was nothing else I was ever going to be named, but still. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I'm trying to yeah. drag everybody into the swamp with me because then it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're like the drug addict. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take one hit. It's going to be fine. No, you won't get hooked. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll yeah, tell you what, good. man. This has been a fucking amazing conversation. You and I have not talked quite literally in years. We've we've had messages back and forth, but uh, you've always been on my mind, and I've always kept track of you because of the amazing flying that you've done and. And the different route that you've gone, and I just couldn't be happier that you've you've just trenched out this amazing life for yourself, and that it has something in the same field as as mine does. It's just fucking thrilling. Now, for everybody that's been listening and wants to know how to become a badass ninja like you, where is your tunnel? How do they find it? Where do they go to learn how to fly from Ray Kubiak? Um, I'm out at I fly Virginia Beach, and if you wanna if you wanna hook up. Um, Facebook, Ray Kubiak on Facebook, um, Dr. Kubiak on uh, Instagram, and those are probably the easiest ways to get a hold of me. Awesome. So, now, what about the tunnel? Is there a website for the tunnel specifically? Yeah, um, iFlyVirginiaBeach.com. Check it out, probably. I, I'm probably going to get fired for not knowing it. But <laughs> Somehow not, I doubt that. When it comes to tech savvy, I suck. Yeah, well, it, it took us it took us thirty minutes just to manage to connect on Skype, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're gonna go to iFly Virginia Beach, or if it's not Virginia Beach, if that's too far away, you're gonna go to any of the iFlies, and they're gonna have some pretty kick ass instructors for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The uh, the 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 levels the levels very high now, and 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 we're uh we're a dime a dozen now, so. It's you know, not like find the old a days. coach, find a coach that you, that, that you can understand and that you gel with and then stay with that. Here's my advice for anybody new. Stay with that coach until you get your foundation and then branch out. Yeah. Branching out too early. It feels like you just keep starting over, over and over and over again. Oh, and years will pass. And you won't get any better. And a lot of people so, give up. <laughs> and a lot of people give up. But if you get that one person that can get you to that to that Zen moment, like the oh, I know kung fu, then you can branch out. Like find the person that's going to get you zero to sixty, and then and then sixty to one twenty, you hire. You know, you can start hopping around then and 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 gain the benefits of. Their teachings. Nice. Well, and I dig the fact that you ripped out a Matrix uh, um, quote 
to to get the point across for us old fuckers. Right. That's that's good. Right, that's right. good. Well, once again, Ray, absolutely amazing talking to you. Uh, uh, really informative. At the end of the day, people get out there, fucking do something. Whether it's uh, uh, just looking for motivation, or you're trying to overcome something like Ray did with diabetes and, and pushing through to the next level and finding just an amazing thing. Whether it's flying in the tunnel or jumping out of an airplane and learning how to fly an airplane or fucking just taking walking around the block, man, it's time to do it. Get out there. Yeah, get out there. Ray, fantastic fucking talking to you. Hang on, don't go anywhere. And and, uh, uh, once again, guys, this has been another edition of the Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. If you're in the Virginia Beach area, don't forget to check out Ray at iFly Virginia Beach or any of the iFlies all over the place. Get yourself into Windy Tube and have a little bit of fun. Uh, Finding me, you can find me on Instagram under the Princess Pilot. Also running a page uh, on Facebook called the Fucking Pilot, although that's under the Effin Pilot, E-F-F-I-N Pilot on Facebook. Uh, and as always, you can find me on my webpage. That's the fuckingpilot.net. Uh, there you can find not only these podcasts and all the different platforms to download it, but you can find links to Blue Skies Magazine, the one and only Blue Skies, where you can go get yourself all kinds of cool swag, subscribe, get previously published issues and all that. Uh, but at the uh, fuckingpilot.net, you can also get both of the books that I've written. One of them, which is a collection of previously published Blue Skies articles, and the other one's The Accidental Stripper, which is about exactly that, becoming an accidental stripper. Uh, Once again, uh, this is the fucking pilot straight from the can, lunatic fringe into the void. Thanks for joining us.